thank you for listening to the podcasts from Life Central Church. For more information or to visit one of our locations, go to lifecentralchurch.org.uk. You know, Easter Sunday, it's that kind of special day, isn't it? And I don't know what it's like in your family. Many people, it's the kind of family meal time. Reminds me of this story of this family that went to the grandma's for lunch and um, they sit around the table and uh, mom and dad want to look kind of spiritual in front of of the grandma and they say to the little five-year-old, why don't you say grace? Why don't you pray before we eat? Little boy says, I don't need to pray. They say, oh, come on, come on. We pray before we eat every meal. Why don't you pray? He says, I don't need to pray now because grandma knows how to cook, which is a little (laughs) unsettling there, isn't it? But you know, Easter Sunday is more than family meals. It's more than a bank holiday. It's when we celebrate the day that changed everything. Everything. We change changes absolutely everything. You see, people go on about, we Christians, we go on about Jesus rising from the dead, okay? And the reason that we go on about that is that it changes everything. Because if it didn't happen, it's game over. But if it has happened, it's a game changer, And the genius of Jesus, we were here Friday night and this cross, and I'll talk to you about that in a a minute. We were thinking on Friday about Jesus dying on the cross, but here's the reality. If there's no resurrection, we wouldn't even be talking about Jesus 2,000 years later. And if we were talking about Jesus, we'd only be talking about what he did, not what he's done. Because there's a massive difference between when you did something and when you've done something. And Jesus hasn't just did, he's done. And that's what we want to talk about a little bit today. You see, if it wasn't for the resurrection, we'd only talk about what he did. And do you know what? Loads of people did what Jesus did. Like there were loads of people that claimed to be messiahs. There were loads of people that claimed to be revolutionary leaders or teachers. And if you look in Roman history over 500 years, they crucified thousands of people who claimed to be what Jesus claimed to be. But we're not talking about them. We don't even know any of their names. Why? Because there's only one who rose from the dead. And I want to get into that a little bit. You see, what Jesus did was a moment in history. What Jesus has done echoes through eternity. What he did was a moment in history, but what he's done through what he did echoes throughout all of eternity. Why is the resurrection of Jesus so genius? Number one, it gives us a foundation for our faith. And I know that many of you watching and those of you watching in our locations, and we're so glad you're there in Hagley. Give us a shout out. Give in Rowley and in Cliberry. And if you're watching online, we're so glad you're with us. And you know, for many of us who say we have a Christian faith, we need to understand the foundation of our faith is the resurrection of Jesus. You see, it wasn't the church that gave us the resurrection. It was the resurrection that gave us the church. It wasn't the Bible that gave us the resurrection. It was the resurrection that gave us the Bible. The resurrection was not just a belief that grew up in the early church. The resurrection was the belief that the early church grew up in. The resurrection is everything. And a guy called Paul who hated Jesus and who hated Jesus' followers, but then he met the resurrected Jesus and becomes a leader and writes much of the New Testament. He wrote in 1 Corinthians 15 some incredible verses and it says this, and if Christ has not been raised, all right, so if the resurrection didn't happen, if Christ has not been raised, our preaching is useless and so is your faith. Then he goes on to say this, and if Christ has not been raised, your faith is futile and you are still in your sins. In other words, if you're a follower of Jesus, this is the day 
that we remember what the foundation of our faith is. It's the resurrection of Jesus Christ. But you know, maybe for some of you, you don't kind, kind of believe that. And you'll think, well, I'm not kind of sure about all that. But listen, if a guy can predict his own death and resurrection and pull it off, that's some guy, right? So at least it's something that makes us want to, well, maybe if it is true, I want to lean in a little bit and find out a little bit more. And you see, here's the thing about the resurrection story. It's complete nonsense. Some of you have gone all quiet now. If you were making up a story, right? if it's not true, it's nonsense. If you were making up a story to try to convince people that it was true, you wouldn't make up the story that you read in the Bible. You just wouldn't. I mean, the Roman and the Jewish world was completely different to the Jesus, to what Jesus did. In the Roman world, if you were trying to pretend or trying to claim that you were a god, you would ride into the city on a stallion, not on a donkey. And if you were trying to claim that you were a god, you would, as you rode into the city, you would go and be crowned in the highest place. Jesus went in and was crowned with a crown of thorns and his throne was a cross. And if you were making a story up, you would, tr- you would try to evidence it. So you would get some witnesses to bear witness to the fact that this story is true, even though you know it's not. If you were to do that, you would never have chosen women. I mean, in the first century in, in Israel, don't throw anything at me, women, all right? Let, finish, let me finish what I'm saying. In the first century, a woman's testimony was not valid in a court of law. So so why did Jesus appear, or the writers claim in the Bible that Jesus appeared first to women? If the story's not true, you wouldn't make that rookie mistake. Because their testimony wasn't even valid in the court of law. And then when Jesus did appear, or it claims that he appeared in the scriptures, it, it claims that he appeared in Galilee. Why would you go to Galilee? That's like the backwater side. Do you know what I mean? That's like... Oh, that's like Birmingham City supporters. That's like, like I'm so joking, I'm joking. I'm just trying to think and I didn't think it through quick enough. A joke, it's a joke. It's a joke. Don't switch off there. It's like Ju- Jerusalem's where it all happens, not Galilee. We'll come back to that later. So are you serious? Some of you might be saying, and maybe you're watching online, and you're saying, are you serious? You're expecting in the 21st century, you're expecting us to believe that a man rose from the dead. Well, what are the other options? What are the other options? Because we know from history, and Josephus, first century, not Jesus follower, but a historian, records that this man died on a cross. Many other people outside of the Bible record this. So we know he died on the cross. We know he was buried in a tomb. Nobody's ever found the body. So what are the other options? Maybe the Jews or the Romans took the body. Then in which case, why, when all of that you know, kind of thing was happening and they've seen Jesus, they've seen Jesus and this movement of the church begins to grow. Why would the Jews or the Romans not just bring out the dead body and say, see, game over? Never happened. Maybe he didn't really die. That's what some people believe. If you know anything about crucifixion, you will know it takes more faith to believe that than it does to believe in the resurrection. He was dead and buried. Maybe they went to the wrong tomb. And just because they were so in grief, and, and we all know, don't we, through loss and grief, how that can disorient you. Maybe they went to the wrong tomb. In which case, why has nobody found the right tomb and found the body and the bones? Why has that not happened? Or maybe, maybe all those people that claimed to have seen Jesus were just like so upset and so full of grief that they hallucinated that they'd seen him. But then medical scientists now say that's an impossibility. Over 500 people 
over 40 days in lots of different places could not have the same hallucination. That's not possible. So when you go through all the options, you're only really left with one. That this man who predicted his own death and resurrection pulled it off. That God raised him from the dead. Amazing. And if it wasn't for the resurrection, we'd only be talking about what Jesus did, not what Jesus has done. But what he's done is he's given us a foundation for our faith. But secondly, it has given us an explanation for the change in people's lives. You see, what Jesus did 2,000 years ago on the cross, lots of other people did that. But people 2,000 years later aren't saying that what that man did 2,000 years ago is still changing my life. How many people are saying, what William Wallace did is changed my life? What Robin Hood did has changed... Nobody. And yet people have given their life for causes, but there's only one who's still changing people's lives now. And that's where we go back to Galilee. Why did he go to Galilee? He went to Galilee because that's where the people lived. That's where the people who were following him lived. They had homes, they had families, they had stories, they had lives, they had hopes, they had dreams, they had hurts, they had pain, they had disappointment. And Jesus went back to say, listen, I'm going to change your life. I'm going to meet you where you are. I'm going to bring you hope and I'm going to bring you help and I'm going to reconnect you to God and nothing will ever be the same again because I have risen. Isn't that amazing? And so Matthew, Mark, and Luke, and John, those four gospels, you know that? That's not the Beatles. Matthew, Mark, and Luke, and John, four guys, they wrote because they saw him for themselves. James, the brother of Jesus, saw him risen. What would you have to do to convince, to convince, for your brother to convince you that he's the son of God? And yet you only read about James after the resurrection. So, so the scholars reckon that he wasn't a believer in Jesus throughout Jesus' life. But when he saw his brother raised from the dead, that did it. And then the Apostle Paul that we spoke about earlier, who hated Jesus. Yet he met the resurrected Jesus and it changed his life. Guys, you've got, you've got, you've got to answer the question. Like, If it's not true, how do you explain all these lives that are being changed? How do you explain that 2,000 years later... Many, many people who have no experience of Jesus, who've never read a Bible, who've never been to a church, would say that this man has changed their life. You don't say that about any other person in history, only the one called Jesus. Not because of what he did, but because of what he has done. And because of what he has done, what he still does. He changes lives. He can change your life. He can change your life. If you're watching online, he can change your life. Why? Because he has risen. Because he's raised from the dead, there's a couple of things we know. Number one, what we are going through is not the end. Can I just say, the darkness you're going through is not the end because of the resurrection. The despair that you're going through, the defeat that you're going through, the disease that you're going through, the dead end that you're going through. Death is not the end, even in itself, because of the resurrection. But secondly, the resurrection shows us that what we go through in life, we don't have to go through it alone. And I just love that in the garden when those women saw him and they came and the Bible says they threw their arms around his feet. They had like a wow moment when they realized that he would be with them through everything and anything because he was risen. That means that every prayer you pray is heard because Jesus is risen. Every challenge you go through, you don't go through it alone. Because Jesus is risen. Every, every upsetting, disappointing, disturbing 
part of your life. You don't go through it alone because Jesus is risen. Ultimately, ultimately, I could talk to you for days and weeks and months about the evidence. I could talk to you about the eyewitnesses. But ultimately, what convinces people that Jesus has risen from the dead is the experience that when they allow him into their life, he changes their life. Dead people don't do that. People who did something don't do that. Only someone who's done something changes your life. And he still does the same today. Dead people don't change people's lives. Only someone who, not only what he did, but what he's done and what he still does can do that. So what do you do with that? Listen, if you believe, if you are a believer, okay, already, I want to say celebrate today like crazy. But don't just celebrate today. Understand that this isn't the only day he's risen. Every single day he's risen. Isn't that right? And you know, when they went into the tomb, yeah, there was no body, but that was, that there was some stuff in the tomb. There was the grave clothes. There were all the trappings of death. Jesus stepped out of that. The problem is for many of us as followers of Jesus, we know He's resurrected us, but we're still living trapped in that tomb with all the grave clothes. Today on Easter Sunday, make a decision. You're going to keep walking and keep going outside of that. You're going to keep casting off all that dead stuff of the old life because you live in the resurrected life. So if you do believe, celebrate and live in the resurrection life. But maybe you did believe. I meet so many people these days and they did believe, but life got busy or it got overcrowded or they got hurt or they got disappointed or some, something didn't turn out the way they wanted it to. And they feel God let them down, whatever. I know there's a load of reasons. So they did believe, but they've stopped believing. This is a great day to start again. This is a great day to say, Jesus, I did believe. I want to believe again and I want to follow you. Come into my life again. But maybe you don't believe. And maybe for you, you say, do you know what? I'd like to find out a little bit more. Maybe even today, you want to make that step to say, I want to believe today. I'm going to give you an opportunity to do that in a few moments. But before we do that, I'll ask the guys if they'd sing this incredible song, which is kind of where the thoughts have been going around in my head. And the song's called, What He's Done. Not just what He did, but what He's done. And I want to read some of the verses to you because they're incredible. The second verse says this, Sing for the freedom He has won. Even death is dead and done. His life has overcome. Speak, say the name above all names over every broken place. Maybe you've got broken places in your life. I think we all have, haven't we, after this last couple of years. This song says, Speak, say the name above all names over every broken place. He is risen from the grave. What He's done, what He's done, all the glory and honour to the Son. My sins are forgiven. My future is heaven. I praise God for what He's done. Guys, if you do believe, this is the day to praise Him for what He's done. If you did believe, you can again. And if you don't believe, you could take a step towards Him. He's, all, he's conquered death and hell for you. You could take a step towards Him today. I want to invite you to stand with me. And in our locations, why don't you stand there as well? If you're watching online, just stay with us. We're going to worship. I want to pray right now. And then we're going to sing this incredible song. It's really easy. You're going to pick it up. You're going to love it. And then we're going to celebrate together today. Jesus, thank you so much that you have risen from the dead. Lord, you are not dead, but you are alive. God, that changes everything. 
And so Lord, what we want to do today is we want to say thank You. We want to say thank You for what You've done. But not only for what You've done, but for what You continue to do in our lives. And as we celebrate now, as we worship now, fill this place, fill our lives again with hope and with the presence of the resurrected Jesus in Jesus' Name. And everyone said, Amen.